Welcome everyone to the Brotherhood Podcast. Um, as you can see, we have wings in front of us. <laughs> we'll explain why. <laughs> um, I'm Ryan Doritas, and as always with me is Pastor Scott. How you guys doing? My, it's good to see you. My friend with, in pain, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully not. So today, actually, you're probably wondering, like I said, why are there wings in front of us? Well, I mean, there's, we don't really need a reason, I guess, to have wings. No. Wings are delicious. There's never, never a bad reason to no. have wings. No, we're just going to eat wings and then laugh at everyone. Uh, no, but we have wings in front of us today because uh, we are going to be actually tasting these delicious wings as we go through a very important topic, kind of a topic that I would say most men really don't like talking about, mm -hmm. um, and that is, can a man resist lusting women? Uh, we had a few men actually bring this up in some of the prior studies. And it's a good question, but like I said, it's typically a question that men don't like to talk about because they don't like to admit that either they have a problem or they don't want to uncover, I guess, the issues that they have about lust, maybe because they think it's kind of too big of a thing for them to overcome. So, um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about that today and sampling. So tell me, Pastor Scott, which one of these will potentially kill me? <laughs> uh, listen, I'll be honest with you. I don't know I don't know your pain tolerance. Um, so, when I, my wife's around, very high. Very, <laughs> oh man! Um, All when right. she's not around, just low, low. But now that I'm on Touching camera, <laughs> <laughs> no, we. Um, I don't. I don't know that any of these will. Uh, hopefully, they have good flavor. Yes, um, they all look delicious. Yeah, I was telling. I was telling you guys about uh, a few weeks ago. Um, I had some chicken that was Hot. the hottest chicken, Miko's. Hot chicken in Houston, Texas. It was so hot, and um, it's a funny story. I'll have to tell it tell it later. So hot, but uh, you're just sweating thinking about yes, how hot it was. Too hot, too I, hot. And I thought maybe you can bless my Mylanta uh, before we <laughs> before yes. we start eating, just in case. So, so we got Mylanta. We got Mylanta, and just in case we got the the all new mango Pepsi. Oh, well, look, I've got teriyaki wings. I don't know that they're going to be hot. I don't okay. think so. Then I've got hot. I got hot. And then we have mango habanero. Mango habanero. Yeah. Which is why I paired the mango Pepsi with the mango oh, habanero. So you thought ahead. So I didn't. Um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. You you get. I have your, water. You got water. I have holy water. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I figured I figured we could uh, we could nibble and talk at okay, the same time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go from from mild to hot. To hot. Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with this teriyaki wing here. Right. But um, before I shove it in my face, because it looks good. Um, so we're talking about lusting of women. Now, you know, when we look at that, that one passage <clears throat> from 1 John, it talks about, you know, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Mm -hmm. And for, for me, the biggest, the, the biggest issue usually, because when, when men start talking about lust, is usually mm -hmm. the eyes. Because if you think about it, you know, we're in a very visual world right now. Mm -hmm. And it's, you can't have a term like clickbait, for example, if you don't have lust of the eyes, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's everything. Everything's popping up in front of you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it used to just be like billboards and TV advertisements. And then with the internet, I mean, you can't really escape it. Right. But, you know, the lust of the eyes is something that most men are just like, well, like they feel like they can't really escape that, mm -hmm. you know, uh, how, how can I overcome looking at something, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, I do sympathize with that because, you know, that was something that I had to overcome when I was, you know, when I was saved, it was like, you know, it's, it's everywhere. You're walking down the street. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you say to yourself, my God, I can't even go out to the beach. Yeah. You know, I'd have to like, you know, put some kind of blinders on or look down the con and then I'd be running into people and that wouldn't be good. Um, but lust of the eyes seems to be something that men typically are, are struggling with a lot. And they feel like, oh, well, you know, if I can't overcome that, like, what am I supposed to do? Is it just, I guess, and the world kind of normalizes it too, mm -hmm. which is something that I want to say that's kind of like a snare that the world has in, you know, the world makes you believe that you can't overcome these things. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think you've, you've got to look at, um, the the order that it that it goes in so it's lust of the eyes lust of the flesh and then the pride of life right and it's 
it, it the the eyes are basically the entranceway into your into the core mm -hmm. of who you are, right? So when I look at something <clears throat> visual, whatever, it, it affects me on the inside. Um, so much so, I, some of you guys may not know this, but um, we've been talking about um, how we present ourselves as a church, what we, you know, our graphics, all of those things. Um, and what we see when it's attractive, it pulls us in, yeah. you know. Um, a lot of times, too, what we see, if it's a disaster, it'll pull us in, right? right. We, that's why everybody you know, slows down when you don't have to at an accident or whatever. Um, but, but those things affect us. Um, in advertising, the color scheme, um, they've done studies that certain colors will promote certain responses. Yeah. And, um, and so the eyes are the entranceway into, into a deeper part of us. And so I think the enemy knows that um, and will use visual things to try and trip us up. Yeah. Um, and just watching or, you know, they call it voyeurism, just sitting back and watching, right? Where you're not necessarily involved, but you're, you're, you're taking it in. And, you know, you hear terms that are thrown out there. Um, but, but one of the terms that really should... Um, you know, as men, um, we should think about is how uh, is the term eye candy, yeah. right? Have you ever heard that? Yeah. Um, and that, the, that term eye candy is just that. It's, you know, you, you get a little bit of candy, you want some more, right? You get that sweet tooth, then, you know, it's not just one M&M, it's the whole bag. Yeah. It's, you know, and, and it's the same thing with whether it's clickbait or it's, you know, the eye candy or if it's um, intentional, whatever. Um, even here in our town, there was a, um, there was a, a vegetable, uh, a produce stand, right? Like mm -hmm. a farmer's market um, that would advertise. Um, and their advertisement was, um, it, it had, uh, I think it was cantaloupes or watermelons or something like that. Oh, we can, and, yeah. And a, and a woman holding them in a suggestive place. And so when you look at it, it's, yes, it's produce, but it's not really about the produce. No. And it's, and that's not where your head goes. Right. Right. So it's, it's visual and it turns into, it, it starts to stimulate the thoughts and we've talked about thoughts, but all of these things are in, are in, in succinct order. Yeah. Um, when they come into our eyes. Right. Um, and so the, 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 the pride of our eyes or the lust of our eyes um, directly affects the lust of our flesh. Yeah. Um, because you, you catch a glimpse, but then your flesh takes over and you can't get enough. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good that, you know, when you, when you say it in that order, because it's like, where, where does, you know, sin begins with a thought, you know? Right. And the thought is usually from what you're seeing. It's like if I said, don't think of a pink pink panda. Mm -hmm. Cannot stop thinking about pink. You're thinking about it right now. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm thinking about wings. Teriyaki wings. Teriyaki baby. wings. These are but, good. Spinelli's. Spinelli's. So, but yeah, you, you, that thought is in there. And when you say eye candy, what I think of when you say eye candy, it's like, okay, candy is something that isn't, substantiative you know it's it's nothing that can that really satiate you you're constantly going like if i have like you said m&ms are a perfect example you can't just eat one m&m mm -hmm. you know you, before you know it you're taking the bag and you're doing one of these and you're shoving all the m&ms in your face but it never fills you it never fulfills you and you're right. going back for more and more and more mm -hmm. you know and it's that appetite you know it's that thing that you, you know it's just like with anything that you could view with your eyes whether it's you know an ad, a suggestive ad, or if it's even something, an advertisement for something that you want, you know? Mm -hmm. But you'll always want after the things of the world, you'll never ever appease you like if the things of God, you know? Right. They're always gonna be the thing of the moment. Right. And I, I, like I said, I, when you said eye candy, that's what I thought of because man, like I could eat candy till forever, you know? Yeah. And the thing is, is that the more I eat, the more it's bad for me. Mm -hmm. It's never going to be, it's never going to have any positive benefits for me. 
you know, but if I ever chose to meditate on things that were actually going to fill my spirit, it would be a different story because then I would be full mm -hmm. and I wouldn't need anything more. Right. You know, it's, I, kind of, I always think of, when I think of the lust of the eyes, I always think of David and Bathsheba. Mm -hmm. Like, how did that thing even start? Right. He went out, he saw her bathing on a rooftop, and that led to eventually death, you know, the death of her husband, mm -hmm. you know, because that wasn't enough. He had to have more, he had to have her, you mm -hmm. know, and then, like I said, it ruined yeah. not only her husband's life, but his unborn son, right? because that was God's punishment for that behavior, yeah. too. And they, they kind of go hand in hand, because the more you desire, the more you want to see. And the more you see, the more you desire. Yeah. And um, which is why we've got to be careful. Um, when I was a youth pastor, I used to tell my, my young men um, that, you know, there are times where, where you know, you, it, it, you can't help it. You know, I think I share, I even shared with the church. I, maybe I get too transparent sometimes. But, but one time we were in... Um, in Times Square in Manhattan in the summer. And um, we're walking along Times Square, and all of a sudden I, I look over, and the woman next to me um, from a long distance away looked like she had clothes on. But when, when we got to the corner and I, um, I, I turned around, I realized that there were no, she wasn't wearing anything, right? right? At, least, at least in the, in the quick moment I, I caught, right? Right. Um, and so when I was a, when I was a youth pastor, I used to tell them there, there are going to be times where you, your eyes will see something on accident, mm -hmm. right? So the first time you can see it on accident. The second time is, is, is where you got to determine, do I want to go for a second look? Right. Because if I do, then I'm willful yeah. and, I, and it's on purpose. And, and then it's from there, right? I think you're, because once is, is going to happen sometimes. Yeah. You know, you're going to see something once. You might be, you know, we've all watched that, that movie or, or uh, something on Netflix. And, it, you know, you're, you may not be paying attention and see the lead up or, or they just, it just pops in there. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, you, you have to react to that. Mm -hmm. But you don't keep rewinding and watching it over and over again, you know. Um, or, or you don't continue to watch, whatever. Right. It's just... Um, We've got to know that it's going to happen, but when that happens, not only do we have to, we got to make the right choice for the second, for the second time, or the, the time where we choose, but we've also got to say, Lord, you know what, what I just saw, don't let that take root in my heart. Yeah. You know, so I don't, I don't go, I don't go to Manhattan, I don't go to Times Square in the summer. I don't, it, it's, I, I don't go there till it's cold. Right. Or, you know, fall. And I know that it's too cold for, for people to be out there with Everyone no clothes. Everywhere in Parkas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going. Yeah, and that's the truth. And, you know, even in, um, you know, uh, uh, honestly, I mean, I just keep backtracking to, as a youth pastor, we, um, you know, we've taken a lot of missions trips. And when you get outside of our borders, there's a lot of places where, um, where you're going to see more than what you would see yeah. here, you know. Um, and, um, and so, you know, I've had to address that and we've encountered that several times. Um, and, uh, some are funny and some are, are, uh, a little disturbing, right? right? But, but, um, you know, I think it is, we just have to remember that. And it's, and it's not just with women, it's all kinds of things. Like when you, uh, you know, like with text messages and stuff like that, like things that people are looking at on their phone, like. You know, the, the lust, the desire that I want to see what's happening. Mm -hmm. I want to see what you're doing. I want to get a glimpse of what, what you're in. And, and we have to, we have to uh, um, guard that. We have to guard that. And, and the eyes are, you know, when it comes to pornography, you know, if you really think about it, and, and, and I hope you're watching this and we'll be, we're just going to be honest, um, you know, listening to pornography is not the same as watching pornography. You can hear it and you can imagine what's happening, but when you're watching it, you're imprinting. Mm -hmm. And those imprints, those thoughts, remember we talked about thoughts being real things. They are, uh, they're, they're proteins 
that are created into thoughts. Like our mind and our brain are two different things. And, and our mind can pick up on uh, and create these thoughts. And, and the, our mind can imprint into our brain and our brain won't forget it. And we might, we might forget in the short term, but at some point, at some point, the database will be accessed and, and it will pop up, whether yeah. it's tomorrow <laughs> or 10 years from now. And that's the crazy thing about your brain, too. Yeah. Are you going for the, the sweet? I, I'm, I'm gonna, the... I, already did, uh, I already did the teriyaki. Right. I'm going See, in for hot. This will be good for me because, you know, if we have to get the defibrillator for you, I, I'll be <laughs> Clear! Clear! <laughs> yeah. Then we'll have to edit out that they're from Spinelli's. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, like your brain isn't like a computer. It's like you go and find the file and delete the file. I mean, and I think what happens is a lot, of, a lot of guys get hung up when they say like, oh, I'll never be able to resist, you know, lusting, you know, because they get hung up on, like you said, that first time that there, there's going to be an incident where you're going to see something that you probably don't want to see or shouldn't see. It's going to happen. You can't not avoid it. It's not like... You know, like, I used to spend a lot of time saying, like, you know, oh, well, I know I'm going to the beach, so I'm going to prepare myself. But, you know, there's those moments where you're walking down the street, and it's going to happen. Something's going to pop out, and you're just going to be like, oh, shouldn't have seen that. But like you said, it becomes a matter of self-control at right. that point then, you know. And I, would, and I would just tell, you know, the guys out there that are watching this, you know, you, you have the ability to look away, you know. You have the ability to meditate on other things. You're not doing this all by yourself. To think that you're going to somehow resist lust for the rest of your life on your own power is a ridiculous notion. It, that is, just get that right out of your head. You, know? <laughs> you could throw everything out of your house. You could have blockers on your internet. You could change your viewing habit. You could do all that stuff. Lust is going to be in the world, and it, and there's always going to be a snare out there. Yeah. Ask ask somebody who, for instance, is like say like a recovering alcoholic, where that is an ingrained addiction in their in their brain and in their body. You know, they'll drive past a place where they might have frequented maybe a bar or something, and they'll have that impulse or that drive, mm-hmm. and they'll have to make that decision then on what they're going to do with that. Are yeah. they going to keep going? Are yeah. they going to stop somewhere and maybe get a drink? I mean, like that, that it's always going to be in the back of your mind somewhere. So you have to do something to beat that back. So what do you do then? Like, what do you use, you know, as your, you know, your spiritual barriers, so to speak, to, yeah. to beat back those images, those thoughts? Yeah. Well, you know, God's Word tells us to guard our hearts, mm-hmm. right? And to recognize that our flesh above all else is wicked. So lust of our eyes, now, you know, we, we hit straight out of the gate lusting after women. Um, but let's, be, let's just be honest <laughs> and say that there are some men that are going to, uh, for, for whatever reason, not lust after women, but they'll lust after other men, mm-hmm. right? Or they'll lust after other things. We have to come to the conclusion that that the 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 core is lust, right? And we have to come back to the place where even um, Paul said that that because because and, and this was about Israel, right? Because Israel ignored God, basically cut God out of the um, out of their conversations, out of their consideration, out of their concern. That, that God turned them over to, to their their perverted, their perverted mind, to a depraved mind, which means that, which means that any nasty thing that we can think up, they were given over to. Yeah. So they they gave into that, and if you, you know, to give it some some uh, cultural context or backstory, like if you go back and read even early early writings, um, the the normality of homosexuality, of multiple people having sexual relations at the same time, you know, doing all of these things, right, or, or just no, no uh, commitment. Like, like that was normal in, in the early part of, of, of you know, the first century into, 
uh, you know, into even now, right? Right. And we, we have to understand that the lust of our eyes, right? What I see, I want, and I want more of, right? So it's not just, it's not just women. It's not just money. It's not just things. It's anything that I look at and I say I want more of, yeah. right? And there's, there's a moral thing. The, the lust that's present in, our, in, our, in the flesh, right? The, the way that the flesh is wicked above all else is it, it applies to everything across the board, right? The morality of lusting, men lusting after women or women lusting after men, the morality of that is, is on the same it, it, it starts from the same place as, as a homosexual desire, uh, you know, and, and I believe there's a deeper conversation that goes with that. Yeah. But what we've got to learn to conquer and ultimately conquer is the lust of our eyes and the lust of our, our, of our flesh, yeah. right? Because we, we, we see it, I want to see more than I want to have it, right? I not only want to see it, but I want to have it. And then that's where we get in trouble with the pride of life. Because not only do I see it and I want more of it, now I'm gonna do what I need to do to, to be the one to get it, yeah. right? And so lust is, lust is inanimate. The pride of life is putting it in a practice and getting what, I, what I'm lusting after. Yeah. And winning, right? Like if I see a car I want, right? I, the lust of my eyes drives the lust of my flesh, then the pride of life means I'll go sign a note for 20% interest for 10 years so that I can drive the car that I want, right? right? So the, the, the heart behind that is the same. It's what David went through. He saw, he wanted, and then he did anything that he needed to do, to not it. only to get it, but to win, to keep it. So he got with her, and then not only did, did he get with Bathsheba, but he killed her husband yeah. so that he could keep her. And it was a, it was a bittersweet victory, basically. Right. Yeah. And it, right. And, it, and, it, and it starts with comparisons, really. I right. mean, like, oh, wow, I wish I had that house, you know, and you'll do everything, anything, and be in debt for hundreds of years just to have that house. But you'll, so like, yes, I mean, could you have the things that you want that you see with your eyes? Of course, you know, you can. What's the cost going to be? I remember, I think my wife put it this way, and we say this to... Uh, I'm going to eat a habanero. Hab habanero. <laughs> habanero. <laughs> um, habanero. So um, we say this sometimes, like, you know, with, with my son sometimes, you know, like, that's somebody's daughter, you know, that's, you know, and that was kind of what triggered in my head, too, you know, when I, when I was struggling with, like, the lust of the eyes. I was like, you know, you're, you're eyeing up someone's wife, someone's, you know, you know, daughter, somebody's whatever, you know, and, and you're treating them like, mm -hmm. like you said, like high candy, like, like mm -hmm. they're, they're just a thing, you know, and I think that level of disrespect kind of hit me in the core because I, I was always kind of like a fair-minded person, and I and I just saw that as that's not fair mm. to treat someone like that. If that was my daughter, if that was my wife, I wouldn't want somebody eyeing them up, you know. So it that's how it hit for me, you know, mm. and and that's how it, that that was the core district. You seem to like it. <laughs> that was pretty good. I might get another one. <laughs> so the the hot ones are good. Mm -hmm. I like them. They're not like I'm not sweating blood or anything, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but they're, they're but pretty they're, good. They are tasty. So they are good. Trying to, but that that's kind of where it hit with me. I was like, you know, it's it's a matter of res respecting and seeing people in a different lens than yes. just things, just like cars and things like that. Like those are things of the world. Are they important? <clears throat> Not really, you know, because like the Bible says, they're just going to rust. They're going to fade away into nothing. So why are we killing ourselves over things that ultimately aren't going to have everlasting fulfillment for us? Yeah. Well, and you have to think about this, too, for, um, you know, God's Word tells us for, for several reasons. Um, if we're going to really look at the core of, um, 
of lust, right, or whatever. There's, there's a lot of things that come out of that. But God's Word tells us that, um, that having sex before marriage or outside of marriage is, is, is a sin, basically, in other words. And so the, the idea of that is not about keeping us from enjoying what God created in sex or sexual relationship, but it's to keep us from, from um, disrespecting the idea of oneness. And I think we talked about that, right? Because you're, you know, when we know or to know something is to be familiar, right? Mm-hmm. And if we, keep, if we keep being familiar in our mind, we're going to end up wanting to be familiar in in reality yeah right and so the same way it's disrespectful to someone else someone else's um, uh, spouse or daughter or whatever imagine being married and understanding that um, what God's Word says is that if we even think it that it's like we've committed adultery right so if I'm if I as a married man I'm lusting after other women then in the spirit, I'm, I'm having an affair on my wife right. in my mind. And the danger of that is that if it, if it keeps happening, it could happen in real life. Right. And so, um, you know, this is why we've got to be careful with our eyes and then, and then the flesh. Because then that pride of life kicks in. Right. And it's all tied in. Well, you know, the pride of life, I think, is the prevention from us to actually do something productive to help ourselves. Right. Because, for, for, like I said, for a lot of men, they're just like, I don't have a problem with lust. Or, yeah. or they'll say, well, that's just normal. Denial. Yeah, that's just normal. Like, what do you expect me? Guys are visual. I hate when people say guys are visual. I think everyone's visual. Yeah. We have eyes. We're all, of course we're right. visual. So when people say that, I'm like, human beings are visual. God gave you eyes. It's how you're using your eyes to obtain that information. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's that pride for men, especially, that we just don't like to admit weakness. Because we see lust as weakness. Like, oh, like, what are you trying to say? Like, I can't control myself? Well, no, you can't, mm-hmm. you know? You know, I'm having a hard time resisting shoving all these wings in my face right now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like Homer Simpson. Uh, but, like, but yeah, what, what's wrong with saying that you're weak, that you're, mm-hmm. you're weak. Of course we're weak. We're, we're flesh. You know, we're going to give in to things. That mm-hmm. happens. But by recognizing that, that's the, that's the first thing you have to do when we're looking at things like this. When you're looking at sin, you have to at least admit that there's a problem first before you start actively praying, meditating, and taking steps to kind of rid yourself. Because we talked about this in the men's study, you know, you could be 80 years old, you can still sin. You know, mm-hmm. but the hope is is that you're going to sin less and less and not fall for the same snares that the enemy throws out to you when mm-hmm. you're 80 than when you were 20. Mm-hmm. You know, and I hope that that we we get to that point. But there's always going to be, you know, that that moment out there that's where you know you're going to someone something or something someone or something is going to try and pull your eyes. You right. know, and it's and at that moment you say to yourself, well, what am I going to do? Right. You know, I'm not going to. Are you going to sit there and say, well? I'm just a helpless man. I can't help myself. Yeah. I'm just going to have to do it and then deal with the after effects. No, because the, we know what happens with the after effects. Right. You, you go down that road and it's hard to get back again. You know? mm-hmm. And I would hate to say that the other thing I would say is you know, to everyone like listening right now, if you made all this progress, why would you throw that away for that one moment that is just a fleeting moment that, like I said, is just going to pass? You know? Mm-hmm. It, it's not going to help you. It's not going to help build you, especially if you're, you know, if you have a family or something like that, mm-hmm. and you have kids that look up to you. You know, they're going to see that moment, and that's going to be the the model then moving right. forward. You know, since we were talking about fatherhood and stuff like that, you know, that we're we're always on the stage, you know, for people to see us to say like, oh, you know, you're you're that Christian. What are you doing? You know, and. I was looking up even some statistics before we even came up here, and it's crazy how many like pornographic sites there are. I think I saw some crazy statistic that said that every second, like over twenty-eight thousand people go on a pornographic site, and I was like, I probably would bet everything I own 
that the statistic for people looking up a scripture verse is probably way lower than that. Yeah. But that just shows you that it's out there. It's ever-present. It's everywhere. And it's that, um, I, I don't want to say addicting, but it's that compelling for people. Mm-hmm. So you do have control. You do have the ability to resist. And you don't have to say, sit to yourself, say to yourself, because you're a man, it doesn't apply to you. It applies to everybody. Or else there would be a specific verse in the Bible that says, by the way, this doesn't apply to men. You know, doesn't, there's, not, there's no little yeah. asterisk. There's no yeah. little asterisk there. Yeah. Or a little thing that's, oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot. We're in the exclusion. It applies to everybody. Yeah. Well, across the board, it applies to everybody. And I think the, um, you know, you, you mentioned Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, where it says, Husbands, love your wives, wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's... The idea of giving giving himself up or giving giving ourselves up is is the same idea that Paul is saying when he says I, I have to beat my flesh into submission. Mm. Right? I die to my flesh. Right? I die to me. It's not about my desires. It's about it's about what's what's happening in me as God works in me that can be that can be expressed. And even Paul said it's not, or Peter did, or actually Jesus said this, um, and I think Peter exemplified this, but Jesus said it's not what goes, what goes in that defiles a man, it's what comes out, mm-hmm. right? right? And so the, the idea uh, of what, what Jesus is saying is that, that it's the, the defiling is 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 the lack of filter yeah. you know if if i if i have that moment a weak moment right if i'm not if not like once something catches me off guard you know i'm doing a search one time one time in college those are good yeah they're delicious they are ridiculously yeah. good one time Sorry. <laughs> one time in college i had to do, write a paper about uh um, well, I'm not going to say what it's about because it, you know, people might try to go to that website. But um, the the head is a big wing. That's pretty much like a chicken leg, man. It's like a small That's child's a t- leg. Yes. <laughs> I'm eating that right I now. I can't. I can't eat these anymore. Now I'm thinking about. I would. I would. <laughs> That's a baby thigh. Baby. Mmm, babies. Um, but uh, I was doing a research paper. I was in the computer lab. This was back before everybody had their own computers or laptops or whatever. I was in the computer lab at, uh, at my Christian college, and I, I needed to do some research. And so I typed in this website that I figured, hey, this is going right. to get me where I need to go. And it was obvious that it should have taken me there, but, but it was instead of .com, I should have put .org. Mm. And um, the .com took me to a, took me to a pornographic website in, in the computer lab. And, um, and then, um, I don't know how this works, but then, uh, it got into this loop where I, when I clicked it, it <laughs> oh, brought no. more up and the faster I clicked it, the more windows popped up and they just kept popping up and, um, then my screen froze. Right. And then I'm panicking. <laughs> right. And everybody's looking at me. And so now it becomes a joke, right? Because <laughs> apparently, uh, there were a lot of students writing the same paper oh. and, and went in and did the same thing. <laughs> But what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is that's going to happen. Sometimes, right. sometimes you're going to have those snafus. You're going to see, you're going to hear. It's going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to witness. Picturing you yeah. clicking. Yeah, I was like, oh, God. Like, and it was like, like 20 at the same time. And uh, it just was a cascade of embarrassment. But, um, you know, we have to, again, remember that we we have to die to our flesh yeah. and we got to die to to what we want and and the filter has to be there right the 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 holy spirit is our filter and you know we we've talked about grieving the holy spirit or um resisting you know the the moving of the holy spirit but um you know we we call that quench right to um, to put out or to 
to stop the, the desire. Um, but when we quench or we grieve the Holy Spirit is basically when we deny God's Spirit the ability to filter that stuff in our lives. Where it's when it goes in and, and it hits the, you know, the lust of the eyes is activated, then the next filter is how's your flesh going to respond? Mm-hmm. And that pride of life is going to say, I want this more than I want you, God. Yeah. And, and that's, where we, that's where we get into, into trouble. And the more we do that, the more we resist, right? God's word says, resist the enemy and he will flee. What do you think happens if we resist God? God, God's word already tells us, but go ahead. That's so a I'm good cho- wing. I'm like yeah. choking. <laughs> don't choke. I'm like choking on the, it's like it's good and I don't want to die at the same time. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I mean, if I died right now eating that delicious wing, it probably wouldn't be so bad, I guess. Well, sorry. <laughs> I, I uh, got to move the Mylanta. That's why, that's why we have Mylanta and a defibrillator. <laughs> it's, it's going. I, have, I actually have an anti-choking, I have anti-choking tool in my car too, just in case yeah. you could just suck the wing bone out of my body. <laughs> Listen, I'm certified. Oh, that makes me feel so much yes. better. I put that. I put that piece of chicken in about the fourth row. Um, okay. <laughs> I got a good one. As long as we're doing Heimlich, we're yeah. fine. Nobody's giving me mouth to mouth. Just let me. Just let me die. Nope. Let me die and tell my yeah. wife like I saved a bus full of nuns or something. Just gonna and that's get. Why I, I died and didn't come home. I'm gonna get a. Fa- I'm gonna get a fan and just stomp on you. But um. <laughs> It'll breathe. <laughs> So, um, not really. I won't let that happen. I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. But when you were when you were talking about like the the resisting piece, though. Yeah. I I had an old pastor that said, you know, you could either you could flee or you could refrain, you yeah. know, from sin. Mm-hmm. What else can you do? <laughs> I always found that like I, a lot of guys are just like I'll just I'll just run away from it. Yeah. And then they spend their whole lives just running away from everything. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, though, eventually you want to get to the point where you refrain or you resist. Right. Because that's, that's a higher level, I think, of, of spirituality then. You know, you're yeah. saying, you're, then there's growth then. Right. Like little kids, like if you think about it, how does a little kid deal with a problem? You know, they, you know, they ignore it, they run away from it. Mama, didn't you hit me in the head? And like they're always going to mom and dad and stuff like that. Or they break something and they leave the room and or they cover it up to make sure that, you know, nobody finds out that they did it. And that's kind of like, you know, childhood stuff. But mm-hmm. when you get to adulthood, you're able to stand up, face it, face your concerns. And even if you can't do it, admit that you made the mistake then, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like there's, a, there's like an element of spiritual maturity when you're talking about like, like the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. I feel yeah. like you're saying to yourself, okay... I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to deal with this as adult. If you're the head of the family, I'm going to deal with this as the spiritual head because everyone's looking to me to see how I'm responding to it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I need to set the example. Yeah. Even if you don't have a family, though, you know, and you're even in the workplace, you know, which surprisingly enough, there's statistics on how many people actually engage in watching certain inappropriate things at work when they're supposed to be working. But you're setting that example. Like when I go to work and somebody lets a curse fly and they'll say, oh, sorry, Ryan. They know that I don't talk that way. So they know that that is in some level offensive, you know. But that's because I've projected that my beliefs say that I'm supposed to watch what I say. I, I guard my mouth. You know, I don't say the first thing that comes to my head sometimes. I, I, I try to do things that build people up. You know, that's... But like I said, that all goes with spiritual maturity. And you can't get to spiritual maturity, though, unless you're in the Word, you know, unless you're constantly meditating on other things, unless you're looking into God's Word, because there's a lot of examples of men that fall into, you know, lust in the Bible. And, and I like how it, it talks about where, how it started, you know. How did they, they eventually got into the part where there's actual, you know, some type of physicality. But it usually like it starts off with you know the thought you know like you look at you know the whole situation with like Abraham you know he wanted a child you know and then the handmaiden came in and then that situation just created a whole other slew of issues 
where there was jealousy and then she got expelled and had to leave and all that other stuff. But that yeah. all came with, I want this. I didn't trust God to give me this. Right. So I'm going to do it on my own because it's faster, right. you know. And that's and I think that's the problem. We want things done quickly. We want it done our way. We mm -hmm. think that somehow our way is the best way. Mm -hmm. And I understand that when it comes to sin, it's a long road. It's arduous. You know, it's not easy. But that's the road we are supposed to take as Christians. You know, there are no fast food. There's not some magical thing, some magical prayer you're going to say that lust is never going to affect you again. Mm -hmm. It's in we're in the world. Lust is in the world. Yeah, that's a byproduct. Yeah. you know we have to deal with it yeah. the best that we can. Well, you're you're bringing up some really interesting things, and you know I, I say this a lot about um, going deeper into it, but let's just venture just a little bit, a little bit deeper, deeper into into that because, f well, for a couple things. One, you know I posed the question. Um, if resisting the enemy causes him to flee, what resist? What does resisting God cause God to do? And God's word already tells us that if that because they refused to honor God, God gave them over to their depraved mind, yeah. um, or to a to a decrepit or a uh, just an unbridled thought life and whatever they could imagine. So, what's worse? Being, being in a place where when something happens that I feel like I got to make this right in my head, that the conviction of the Holy Spirit is there, right? Is it worse to feel like I need to make things right? Or is it worse that God takes his hand off of me altogether yeah. and I do whatever I want? What's, what scares me more is that I could, I could be in a position where I don't, I don't have conviction in my life. I don't have the conviction of the Holy Spirit when I step out of line um, and that I could do whatever I want with no, no guilt yeah. and no, no second thought, right? And the, the, when you really look at Hebraic literature, and I just pulled out that word, right? But Hebraic literature, the po poetry of it or the, um, the symbolism, semiotics, the, the, you know, it's a word that, that is symbols or symbolic of something else. The, the idea of what we're talking about is not just a biblical principle, but it's, a, it's, it's part of a, a deeper um, philosophical thought that we, we, we want to focus on the thing, right? You want to focus on, um, you know, I've got all these wings. I probably shouldn't, I probably shouldn't eat all of these wings, Right. I'm going to focus on the wings. I'm going to focus on, you know, um, God told, tells me to eat, but I'm looking and I'm like, man, I, 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 I'm going to eat. So I'm doing what God's telling me to do. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know I probably shouldn't eat all of them, but but I'm doing what God's telling me to do. So I'm going to eat all the wings. But what I'm what I'm not paying attention to is the fact that eating all of the wings is going to cause other problems in my life. Right. I'm not paying attention. So the. The idea of even with homosexuality, with what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah, um, the the result of what you're talking about about Abraham and and Sarai or Sarah um, and uh, Hagar and you know all of these all of these key things where we're 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 doing hopefully what God's telling us to do. And we're, we're trying to see that promise come, um, but we're not paying attention to, to really what God is saying. Mm. And, you know, the, in, in the very beginning, when you get into Genesis, he tells us he, he's part of his command is that we're to, um, we're to marry and to, to, give ourselves in marriage, right? And that we're to partake of certain things. And so when it, you're, you might be doing what God said to do, but it doesn't mean that you're doing it the way that God said to do it. Okay. You know? So it's like your own interpretation. Basically. So it's your own interpretation. And so we've got to step back and look and say, God, what did you mean by this? What did you mean? Right? And, you know, when Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed, they were doing that. 
They were marrying and giving themselves in marriage. But the problem is, is they got out of line with that because they didn't go back to the beginning and say, okay, marriage and God's original design is Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, right? right? And so you're, you're, God's original design was a man, one man and one woman. They're still doing what God said to do, marry and take and, and, and give in, in marriage, right? The problem is they weren't paying attention to the fact that now they were, they were in, in lustful relationships. They were in homosexual relationships. They were allowing these things to happen. And eventually the, the conviction of it is gone. They're given over to their own thoughts. And so what's worse, feeling like I need to make things right? And almost having that, that feeling of, man, I've let God down? Or is it not having that feeling at all and, and ultimately realizing that, that I've not paid attention and I've slipped so far outside of the, the will of God or the heart of God that, that I'm in danger of eternity in hell? Yeah. And, um, and so we, we've got to, the, the whole big picture of that is pay attention. Pay attention. You know it's not right. To keep sleeping with a bunch of people, you know it's not right to, you know, to get on and and that that lust, pornography is simulated, is simulated sex. It's mm-hmm. simulated passion. It's simulated um, uh, gratification, and so there's a whole lot of things that come with that, right? Because you don't just watch a video; you watch it and then you rewatch it. Oh, yeah. You you look at it and then you re relook at it, right? Um, and then what people don't realize is that that's not even real life. Like the expectation of it, it's entertainment, but at the same time, it's sucking you in in a lustful thing. So now your expectation and entertainment has now come over to real life, and now you're never going to be satisfied until until real life mimics the entertainment, right? And the only way that that's going to happen is, is, is in disrespect. It's gonna, it's, it's not going to be healthy, and it'll never satisfy you because it'll never be enough. Yeah. Because it's not about the person. It's not about the involvement between two becoming one. It's about satisfying the visual of and the expectation of how you were entertained. Yeah. You know, it's it's crazy you said that because it's like, you know. Everyone always brings up the whole Sodom and Gomorrah thing, and they always think how absolutely unfair it was how God destroyed mm-hmm. all the people in those cities, pretty much. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's because he saw their hearts, and they there was no level of remorse or, or conviction about their activities. They weren't paying they, attention. They were totally comfortable in their sin. Mm-hmm. He knew that. He knew yeah. that they there was there they were at that. I hate to say that there was the point, but there was the point that they passed where there was no going back. They were completely committed. Their whole life just revolved mm-hmm. around that behavior. It was ingrained yeah. in their society, you know, and that's kind of something that, you know, kind of scares me a little bit when I look at, you know, today's world and I say, wow, it's going to get worse than this, you know. It's going to get to the point where a lot of the things that we consider, you know, inappropriate or unholy are just going to be common walk of life things that we are people are going to try to convince us that, well, don't be weird about it, Ryan. That's just the yeah. way it is. Yeah. And, and that's the, I think that's the scary part for me, mm-hmm. though. I say It's like, no, it doesn't have to be this way. There is an alternative. And there's an alternative that leads to more positive, holy outcomes than, like you said, going down and like living those type of lifestyles that we weren't meant to be in. Yeah. You know, we weren't meant to be, you know, having affairs with, you know, other people's wives or things like that. And, yeah. You know, it, we weren't we weren't meant to be in for example, here's a common one, to be in debt, to be constantly in debt for things that we like that we that we want. Right. God doesn't want you to be in debt. He doesn't want you to have maxed out credit cards all over the place just because you saw something and you wanted it so you bought it, but there was no accountability because you know, you're just like, oh, I'll just throw it on the credit card. Yeah. You know, but the after effects of that debt yeah. reverberate through your whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, ask anybody who had to, you know, uh, claim bankruptcy. Ask them if they're happy. They're not. You know, it, they got to the point where basically that was their only, that was their only out. You know, and that was because it started with the eyes. They saw, they saw something they wanted and they acted on it and they got it. And now they have a whole room yeah. of things in their house 
you know, they're like, I have a Stairmaster. I'm never on it, but I had it, you yeah. know. <laughs> Listen, that's, that is so simple yet so profound and true. And, um, I'm, and it's all part of that. It's the eyes, the flesh, then the, the pride of life. I, I saw it. I wanted it. So I got it. So I got it. Yeah. In fact, Ariana Grande has a song <laughs> that is exactly that. And it's, and I'm just thinking about it now, how, how demonic that is, mm -hmm. you know? I saw it. And there you go. There's music. Music yeah. that's making you think about something that make you know, who knows? <laughs> I saw it. I want it. I got it. Right. Right. There's probably t-shirts about it right now. Probably. <laughs> but the, the, but coming back to the Sodom and Gomorrah story, um, I don't think people, people don't grasp what that was because that was a whole city, a whole huge group of people that um, God, would have, God would have spared if he could have found 50, I know. 40, 30, 20, 10, just 10. That means, that means in, in all of Lot's house that Lot might have been the only one. Yeah. Right, he was the only one God was talking to. He's like, listen, if I can find, if I can find ten, ten people. God's like, fine, find ten people. They weren't paying attention. They they missed. They were missing the point. They were doing they they were doing what they thought God told them to do, but they weren't paying attention to what they were actually doing. Yeah, and. I think that that is so true um, and so so real in in our lives because I think even now as as the church right we 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 want to blame where our schools are because there's no more prayer in schools and I think that is such a cop out oh yeah honestly because like that was the only place your kids were supposed to pray exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I'm sorry, but if like, you're hoping school is gonna, yeah, our, is gonna be a moral yeah. compass for if your you, kids. If you mm. tell me our this generation is where it's at, and it started because they took prayer out of schools, right? You you, you are missing the point. You missed the point, the boat, and everything yeah. else. Yeah, <laughs> they could they could de decommission prayer, decommission the Bible, all they want. But but if if you're teaching that in your home, if you are declaring that it's the same thing i say about church if you're if you're if you you're not satisfied with what your kids are learning right the, it, or or somebody comes and says i'm not being fed right it's sad to me because i'm like dude you're gonna die <laughs> right you are if you're only eating a meal once a week on a Sunday, you're gonna die. and you don't even like that, uh -huh. you're gonna die. Right? Because, because you've missed the point. You're not paying attention. You're not paying attention. You're. We're. We've got to be in a place where we desire God more than we desire anything else. God's right. word says this, and it's the antithesis to the pride of our, uh, of the lust of our eyes, the, the flesh, and the pride of life. Is seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right. and all of these things will be added to you. Right? If if I'm if I'm like God, I, I just want to please your heart. Right? Oh man, you know what? I I got online and I saw something I shouldn't have, God. I just want to please you. So Lord, I pray you help me take my, my thoughts captive. And God, if this comes up, I re, I rebuke those thoughts in Jesus' name. I rebuke them. You know, I, I, I don't want them, right? I don't, I don't, I don't want to be in that place. God, I see this thing and I, you know, I, I'm lusting after it and I can't afford it, God. I, I don't need to go into debt for it. God, help me, help me to be patient, right? To save up for it. And man, there are some times where you've got to, you've got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Even as the church, we do what we got to do. But, but the hope is, is that we, we plan it out enough to where we take care of it as fast as we can. I'm not you know, putting down because God's word even talks about lending. You know, if we lend to one another, right, that, that there's a certain point, even forgiveness after seven years, you mm -hmm. know, the seventh year, forgive them. Right. You know, so I just think we, it, it's about, it's about paying attention. 
Yeah. And it's about paying attention to who we are. It's about paying attention to our witness, paying attention to the place that we have made for God. Um, and that's really from the beginning of God's word to the end is all about God finding a way to redeem man back to himself. And it's, and it's us constantly going like this all over the place. And God's like, come on, I just, let's just get back. How hard is this? Right? And we dissect it and we talk about it and we justify it and all of these things. Look, man, I'm, I'll, I'll fire this one out. You know, we have these arguments about um, whether or not a Christian can drink alcohol or do. And, and man, I'm, I, 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 first of all, I'll tell you, for me, I don't because, because for me, there's too much to lose, mm-hmm. right? For me, there's too much to lose. Number one, and I'll be very transparent, I think it's nasty, all right, just being honest. Um, because like everyone else, you, you have, have a moment where you try every once in a while, mm-hmm. right? But it's, I, I don't. I don't even like the smell of it. I don't even want to be around the smell. Um, but, um, but I'm not going to look at that and, and, and tell you that I can see in God's word that it says you're going to die and fry if you drink alcohol. But I can tell you this, is that God's word tells us that if you don't, if you don't pay attention and you're not careful, that, that you find yourself in a place where it becomes a mocker mm-hmm. and it becomes a, uh, uh, a brawler, right? Where it's, it, it'll make a fool out of you and it'll, it'll put you in situations that, that are going to get you in trouble, right? And look right now, there's a very, very, very high-profile church who's at the very top, the top leader now, is, is, uh, had to step down mm-hmm. yeah. because he got himself in trouble. Why? Because he, he, he took a risk and got himself to a place where he didn't know what he was doing. At least this is, you know, and we have to, at this point, take him on his word. But got himself to a point where, where now it's, there's, he's gotten himself in trouble. And, you know, when you see those things happen, you know, because I feel like whenever any Christian, high-profile high Christian, has an oops, it's like all over the media. Yeah. That person was obviously struggling with something. Sure. And, absolutely. But we don't, we don't think about that. We just, we, absolutely. the finger goes, oh, look what you did, you know. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. But I always tell people, as soon as you admit that you screwed up, you immediately start feeling better. Yeah. Because that's the hardest thing to do, mm-hmm. to say, I messed up. Yep. As a man, it's the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Any man who ever built something in their house before, and you had about 50 extra parts, and your wife came up to you and said, what's that for? You have that moment to say, they're extra parts, or I messed up. Mm-hmm. You know? And believe me, it's happened to me. I have a lot of things that are kind of tilted the wrong way in my house. <laughs> um, that we're just like, don't jump on that. Um, it's uh, it's fragile. It's fragile. <laughs> I messed up. I messed up. Well, and that's the that is the beauty of forgiveness, mm-hmm. right? That's the beauty of forgiveness. Um, but we don't want to abuse. It's it's all about coming back to the point of of paying attention. And you know, I didn't bring that that story up to condemn anybody because mm-hmm. that could happen, honestly, to anybody. Anybody. But. But the reality is, is you've got to pay attention. And, and if you're going to be on that side of that, pay attention. Don't go too far, right? But, but also, don't find yourself in compromise and other, other things. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, I don't condemn people for that just the same way I wouldn't condemn people for... If I jump on that, then i got to talk to the guys going to Golden Corral and and bellying up for four hours, mm-hmm. you know, the fried chicken and, the, <laughs> you know, prime rib night, mm. you know, it's, it's gluttony. So it's the same thing. It's, it's eyes, flesh, pride. Right. And so we, we, it, it comes back to the point of pay attention. What is, what is God saying? And why is God saying it? And where's the, where's the line? And I got to pay attention to where I'm at, not so that I can, run the line and just live on the edge, you know, 
of pleasing God's heart, but pay attention to, to not even get close to it so that I can say I'm living in, I'm living my best life in, in the, the presence of God, yeah. you know, and, um, it, it, it just really comes down to, um, to that yeah. is paying attention. Where am I headed? Kingdom, I your kingdom focus. Basically. Yes, and that's where accountability comes in. Yeah, you know, because if I'm if I'm going off the rails, and and I'm not paying attention, and and you see I'm not paying attention, and you come and say, hey, listen, I just see this in your life, man, and I'm just, you know, I recognize that I'm I'm a little concerned for you. Now, it's not just one set of eyes watching; it's two, but it's not for judgment; it's for um, preservation. Yeah, and. Um, you know, that's why we need accountability. There's so many scriptures. God's word says bad company corrupts good morals. I don't care how holy you are. I don't care how many times you come to church. I don't care how much you read your word. I don't care how much you pray. I don't care. You, if you keep subjecting yourself to things over and over again, your, your morals are not strong enough for the bad company that you keep. Yeah. They're not. You've got to be careful. You're, you're in somebody's house, and hey, we're going to watch this. You mm -hmm. know, what do you do? You're in that moment where you say, I don't want to look like I'm a snob yeah. in front of my friends, but at the same time, I know that I'm not supposed to be watching this or partaking right. in this. You know, yeah. what do I do? That's, that's where you get those glasses <laughs> that look like you have your eyes open, oh. but you, your eyes are closed. Right. <laughs> How was the movie? Great. Yeah. You were drooling the whole time. Yeah. I got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I, my muscles and my face. I Bell's palsy. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing at Bell's no, palsy. No. Um, but, but yeah, like you, you have to, you, there's that moment, like you said, you have to take the stand and you have to say, where am I going to be? You know, right. what am I, where am I going with this? Is this just going to be something that is kind of like a hobby for me going to church and, or am I going to make it a lifestyle change? Right. You know, and am I going to, like you said, am I going to stay kingdom focused? Am I going to be consistent? Mm -hmm. Because I'm sorry to say it's hard. It's hard to run the, the race if you're not consistent. Sure. You know, I'm not saying, you know, like you got to be like totally like, oh, well, you know, I'm not partaking in anything and you're know, like cloistered somewhere and like, you know, in a cave. But I'm just saying like, you know, you have to recognize what's important, like you said, in your life. And, uh, you know, we have a perfect model. We have Jesus. You know, I know that's a very high bar for some people to look at. And I don't expect all of us to be like Jesus, but we're supposed to emulate him as best that we can. And, uh, you know, he has a lot of perfect examples of being tempted in the world. And that is kind of like, that should be a hope for us, though. You know, that Jesus was flesh, but even he was tempted during those times. And he lived to fight another day. You mm -hmm. know, he resisted and he went on with his job, you know. So I like knowing that, like, those things didn't bog down Jesus. And he, you know, even though he was tempted... He was able to overcome because he had he, he was mission minded. He knew what he had to do, and he knew that those things were just going to detract and distract. So I like I like thinking about that, you know, moving forward in my life. Mm -hmm. That I know that it's going to be a while before, or if I ever can be like that, you know. But that gives me more hope than anything else. Yeah. So. So good. Oh, these look very good. <laughs> They're very good wings. Very good conversation. Um, we could go a long time. Yeah. On this. Yeah. But we got more wings. We got, <laughs> yeah. Well, this, the next video will just be us laying here yeah. with like wing sauce on our Right. Feet. Yeah. Ryan, what? Yeah. Did you say something? No. Okay. <laughs> I think we're done. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but no, I, I love this topic. It was a good topic to have. And I think it's a good um, intro uh, when we're going to be bringing it up um, in the in-person men's study because mm -hmm. we're going to be talking about all the different lusts at that point. Yeah. But this one I think is a pretty important one when we're talking about yep. can men resist, you know, that, that lust, yeah. you know, but like you said, you have to, you have to pay attention, you know, mm -hmm. what are you focusing on? I think that's the big overarching theme from what we were talking about. Yeah. So, well, my mouth's on on fire, so that's good. It's good. Yes. I was sipping my water. I was taking your advice. I was like, I'm <laughs> sipping the water just in case, you know. It's not Mikos. It's not Mikos, right? Not even close. But still, but still very good. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to end in prayer um, <clears throat> before uh, we 
you know, we, we talk about the upcoming men's study. So, <clears throat> dear Lord, thank you so much for bringing this message to us tonight, the message that there is hope, Lord, when it comes to lust, that we do not have to be yes. subject um, to the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, that there is a way, there is a hope, that, and it all comes down to a decision that we have to make, Lord, and then what, did, what are we choosing to focus on, what are we choosing to pay attention, and that's you, Lord. And that's our mission, and that's the purpose that we don't want the enemy to take away from us, because we do have a purpose in this life, and it's not to be bogged down by the things in this world. So thank you so much for bringing that clarity, that clarity and that truth in our lives today. In Jesus' name. All right, men. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll yes. see you um, this upcoming Great. Saturday. I believe it's the second at nine o'clock in person. We hope to see you soon. So take care and God bless. Yes. Be a better man.